Hey, hey, welcome to LDS Transitions. So, I, I'm going through something right now. Today is Saturday the... I don't know, is it the 20th? I believe it's the 21st. Okay. Saturday the 21st. Yesterday, President Nelson gave like an 11th, 11 or 15 minute type video feed that was put out. I don't think it was live, but I don't know for sure. Um, and I watched it and I'm like, you know, that's pretty cool. Talks about being thankful. Um, you know, and that that's great. But then the but then the news feeds start hitting. Everyone and their dog is saying what they're thankful for. You know, it's this Mormon blah on the internet of just this insurgence of I'm so grateful. And the things that tick me off with this is that people should be doing this just irrespective on their own as far as their own agency why do we need a leader to go and say hey let's flood the world with what we're thankful for yeah i get the i get the purpose behind it and that it can help be an infectious cause for good, right? Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just broken. My wife uh, posted about how she's so grateful for our two children in her house. Posted pictures. And I'm being judgmental of her because earlier in the day, it was a hard day. Earlier in the day, she was at her wit's end. Um, They're very busy, you know. (laughs) And she's like, I just can't get five seconds of of peace type thing. Um, And I get that. That's total, you know, I'm not trying to hamper on my wife um but I I'm reflecting on it as so let me back up when she said that you know I was like okay what can I do to help you know um but uh the The grind is that, you know, yesterday was a very hard day today for, you know, with her, with just very busy with the kids and stuff. Um, You know, she'd had a lot of stress and she couldn't focus on stuff. And and normal, normal issues, right? But then she's posting this thanks 
two are kids who aren't on Facebook. They're probably not going to see it. Yeah, she might say something to them today. But she's giving thanks to be recognized almost by the outside world of, you know, the people that need to know thanks are those that you're praising. And so I hope that she does that, you know. She posted it after the kids went down. I hope she does that today. And I hope she says, hey, you know, here's pictures I posted of you, and I'm so grateful for you guys. You mean everything to me. Otherwise, who's benefiting from it? Well, you know, all the family out there that's also posting about how grateful they are for their spouses. And (laughs) it's the pseudo feels good. Let's do it. We're all going to feel good inside. But what, who benefits from it? Other than our own egos. Other than our own self-satisfaction and gratification. There are people that are hurting inside because they don't have family. They don't have loved ones. They're alone. They feel marginalized. And what they're going to see is they're going to see family members posting this in droves and they're just going to be like I'm not feeling the happy I'm not feeling the joy I'm not feeling the love people posting about how grateful they are for specific individuals and you're not listing what you're all grateful for it's just It's like a placebo. And what does it uh, actually do for you? It helps you as a person saying thinking. And it helps you feel like, hey, you did something good. But who are you really helping? When everybody's doing it, and if you don't do it, you feel left out. And then you do it because you feel left out. Should I feel pressure to say that I'm thankful for my family because every single one else is saying it right now? It's not that I'm not thankful for But why is it, it seems like it's feeding into this ego of, hey, I want to feel good and everything about this whole virus thing and we fasted for how many times now and things are just worse than ever. So we're not going to ask for any more fasting (laughs) because we know that's not working. Instead, we're just going to say what we're thankful for. We'll get some good feel-goods. And, you know, it doesn't really fix anything. It doesn't fix the problem at hand. 
Now, if they would have said, hey, go and see all of your families, reach out to all those in need, um, I might feel the same thing because it's something to check off. It's a checkbox. I don't want to be a checkbox that's checked off. I want something spontaneous. Something heartfelt. Something driven by the individual. Uh, One thing that does hurt is... My wife didn't say she was thankful for me. You know, what does that mean? She tired of me? She tired of the fact that... I'm not any more what she was hoping for. That I'm just, you know, a provider now. I'm just a tool. And when things don't go right, she's gonna let it out on me because I'm the tool that's broken. You know, and this is one of those circumstances that's like, hey, woe's you, dude, just shut up, just process, get going. But I think that's kind of a difference in perspective of the Christ that did something or that is purported to doing something in serving others, helping the marginalized, and then... Those that just are, you know, doing a lot of nothing for their own praise. Because I see, that's what I see this turning out to be. You know, Light the World campaign is this feel-good of patting yourself on the back because you help someone anonymous, you don't know who you're really helping. Other people are getting this money to go and do stuff that may not be used for what you're saying it's going to be used for. Same with thanks, with uh, giving thanks. It's this feel good. It's not really helping anyone. It might be helping a few. But what's the motivation? Because everybody else is doing it? Or did you feel inspired by God yourself to reach out and say something about the people you're saying thanks to. So I'm not trying to demean my wife. I'm trying to demean the process and the cycle. And what good are you really doing? Eyes in her same shoes. And I'm no better. I'm not saying I'm not saying that by any means. I'm not saying that being awakened and feeling like me knowing that the church isn't true puts me at some leg up by any means. Humanity is fickle. But what is true is that a lot of people are triggered by this because they're marginalized, they're on the outside. 
you don't feel the warm embrace. I have a sister-in-law that posted a picture from last year of my family being together on this island resort type place. I don't remember what it's called. And uh, I had a good excuse not to go because I was traveling for work and working on an important project and would have been bad for me to jump ship for a whole week at that time. It was short notice. But it also didn't work out because they wanted couples to come because on this trip there's this church-based therapist of improving your marriage. It's a marriage retreat for my family. That was about a year ago and my sister-in-law posted it was so great to have all of us there. I wasn't there. My wife wasn't there. Not only is there issues with my mixed faith marriage and why it is bad for me to try to go because it would have been a huge trigger for me and my wife. But my wife also has issues with with my parents. And uh, so there's been a large gap there and something that hasn't been fixed and I don't think will ever be fixed. But my point in sharing this is that when you transition, when you don't feel part of the normal crowd for whatever reason, and you're left out as innocent as it is, it really hurts. You know? It hurts a great deal. I feel like I'm a tool. I feel like Hey, I'm not fitting the mold. I'm not jumping aboard to join uh, ranks with my family with every little thing. Um, Another scary thing about doing something all together as a family is, you know, someone's going to probably suggest, hey, let's go do an adult session together, you know? It's like... They don't know that that I'm not active anymore in my heart. They don't know I don't have a temple recommend. They don't know that I would feel physically ill going into a temple. And they say it's all about the family. Well, I'm part of that family. I'm part of that church. But I'm not. I feel left out because I don't fit the mold. But wasn't Christ teaching about not needing to fit the mold? And if this is his church, 
Shouldn't it be about helping those that don't fit the mold? Not to change to be in the mold, but the mold change to incorporate everyone. This box that is so nicely set that is just, you know, hey, come and, come and sit inside our box. It is just perfectly laid out and, you know, you'll just enjoy it. But when you no longer fit in that box, when you no longer feel comfortable with it, but your whole society, your whole friend, your friendships, your marriage, everything, your family relations with your children depend on that box. Oh, that's painful. That is where the hell's at. Now, the difference is that personally, I don't feel separated from God, I don't feel lost with myself I don't feel that something's absent in my life I just don't feel accepted maybe not wanted it's a very different feeling I think this is an indicator that of why you know money doesn't matter you can be the best self individually and have the most money, but if you don't have someone to share it with, to live with, and to enjoy adventures with, what well, does it matter? Uh, so I'm just kind of in this abyss right now this hell maybe that's what eternal damnation is is just not being with your family right the thing is is that I don't feel separated from my family I've separated them from myself to some degree because of how I feel on beliefs not because I feel that I'm a wicked person, although my mom might call me such. It's very sad when you feel safe and secure in your own beliefs, but those around you do not help you feel safe around them if that makes sense that's how I feel I don't feel safe around my wife I don't feel safe around my family I don't feel safe around ward members I can't be authentic And this whole Thanksgiving thing of giving thanks and everyone jumping on board and doing it just like magnifies 
that, hey, I'm not on board because I'm doing something at the same time everybody else is. Doesn't mean I'm not grateful. I just choose not to be a tool that's following. I'd rather find meaning to give thanks to my children, to my wife, individual, in a meaningful way that's private. It's not shouting, hey, look at me. It's not rewarding myself and, hey, look at all the pictures I posted of you. I'm so grateful for you. Look at me. And I'm not trying to badmouth my wife on this. I realize she's just part of the cog. But why does it hurt so much? Does it hurt because I wasn't part of the being, she didn't include me on the being thankful for? I don't know. I just need to go and wallow and get over myself. Why don't I go serve somebody so that I forget myself and my problems? See, that type of talk doesn't fix the marginalization. Says, oh, you're broken, go fix yourself. It doesn't help anybody. How do you really help them? The thing is, is that I think Christ and his teachings did things quietly, individually, one-on-one. He helped those without a grand appearance or, hey, look at me. Look how great I am. Look at what I did. So light the world and this whole Thanksgiving thing just feels like fluff. Pretty white fluff. Like a newly laid down layer of snow as the first snow season just seeing the beauty of it I don't want snow that soon but the pain's real the heartache's real I've got to process it Because I can't talk to anybody about it. Can't talk to anybody about it. Sure, I can talk to some people online. I just don't have anyone close that I can share anything like this with. It's really sad. You can't share this with your wife. You can't share this with a family member and call them up and say, you know, I'm having a hard day. This is what I'm processing and I know it sounds silly. But it's hurting me. I can't talk to anybody about that. But I need to talk about it. I need to process it. 
And that's the healthy part, is processing it. I have to be able to talk about it. I have to be able to reflect on it. I have to be able to think about, okay, how is this going to define me? What can I do to help get out of the status quo? What can I do to be okay with not being part of the status quo? (laughs) Delete my Facebook account, that might be helpful. It's an interesting conundrum. It's an interesting challenge. But I just want to bear my testimony. Just kidding. I won't say that. But, you know, if anything makes sense from this, if you feel that there's something that you should do from this in your life, in your own reflection. Do it because it's from you, or that you feel that you should interact with someone. Don't do it just because someone is encouraging you to. Why are we doing stuff out of peer pressure, out of, hey, I'm part of this group, so I'm going to go and you know, make myself look good and make the group look good. We're just going to share thankfulness. Oh, it's so wonderful. Look at us. The reason why it's hurtful is because there's those that do it to help themselves look good. There's those that do it and forget about the marginalized. I don't think my wife has a clue in the world how much hurt I've been through. And I can't talk to her about it because my belief's different now and it's offensive to her. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to get off my pity potty. <clears throat> Is that is that a thing? I don't know. I'm gonna get off my soaking stool and I'm gonna go and have an awesome day. I'm gonna choose to thrive. I process this, so now I can choose to let it go. I can choose to release it. I can choose to thrive. I can choose to be happy. I can choose to not let it define me. I can choose to stay off Facebook. I can choose to breathe. To breathe in long air, deep breaths. And to just feel the living within me and the energy within. To be vibrant, explosive in a good way. To feel power within, right? Alright, I'll go see what I can do to be positive. So, y'all be good. Take care. And uh, talk to you later.